Happy Wednesday, everyone. This is Amelia Pitbull Chapman on my second episode of Ring the Bell. I am joined by Angelo Mad Dog the CPO, and welcome, welcome, everyone. Um, Princess Victoria, the NWA Hashtag Team World Champion and nice Legendary. Thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you so much for coming. It's been a long time. I've been wanting to have you on the show. Thank I've you. known Princess Victoria, Vicky Otis. I've known Vicky for over 35 years. That's a long ass time. More, more, I hate to tell you, but it's 40. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say 40, but I won't give my age you. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> yeah, too late. Yeah, I, I've known her for a little bit of a time. It feels like forever because she's a sweetheart. I just love this lady. Oh, oh sure. Absolutely. I everybody fooled. Hush. <laughs> hey, fame already. Right. <laughs> so right. what have you been up to lately? Well, making jewelry. Yes. You know, um, I, I got into a uh, new habit. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you if you ask me the question, what do I have too many much of? And that's beads. Yeah. My that's entire dining room table is stacked. <laughs> I got into making the Indian chokers like the one I'm wearing, mm -hmm. and it slowly turned into addiction. Mm -hmm. Well, now 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 I'm dealing my addiction. Is the purple one still available? You, <laughs> uh, you mean the one with the real shiny bead? That's two. With uh -huh. the crystals, yeah, I've still got it. Oh, good. Oh, that's, amazing. That's my favorite one. It's so beautiful, Angela. You should see it. It's well, it it's funny. It the work is not in putting it together. <laughs> it's figuring out how to put it together. <laughs> you know what beads, what colors. <laughs> I'll start out with a bowl of beads and and a and a centerpiece like an arrowhead. Um, by the time I'm finished, like the other day, instead of an arrowhead, I ended up with a tree of life. Oh, that's beautiful. But, uh, no, it's a lot of fun. Keep, keeps me out of trouble. Oh, yeah, that's that's good, too, because I've been trying to either crochet or do something different myself just to even pass the time. And before you know it, it's gone like that. <laughs> Millie, what do you do to stay out of trouble? Uh, let's see. Besides work, let's see. <laughs> I've, see, I'm asking because I know the, the trouble you give me. I got. I have to confess to Victoria here. It's Ventile. I put up with more shit from this lady than you have any. I really do. Well, I had to confess. Somebody taught me. Testers <laughs> me to the point of like nauseam. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I digress, Vicky. <laughs> Um, you've been around for a long time. Interestingly enough, your career was only about two and a half years, but yet you're even to this day, you're still regarded as one of the greatest lady wrestlers ever. How do you explain this kind of longevity? I, I can't. I have no clue. And actually, it was more like four because a lot of the Northwest, specific Northwest matches that Velvet and I had, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, with Velvet yeah, Moretti. The first six True. months, year plus, uh, Velvet and I worked for Ed Moretti, Al Tomcote, Don Owens, and mm. Sandy Barr. And uh, I was blessed enough to come up in the Pacific Northwest when it was in its heyday. Yeah. Uh, had oh. some of the greatest 
they pulled me in. Don Uh, Owens had some of the most incredible talent early on. Guys that came out and just busted, you know, a move for everybody else. Roddy Piper was was his first territory. Kurt Henning, um, people like uh, Billy Jack Haynes, you know, these guys are all from that area. Ed Wyskowski, Stan Stasiak, Dutch Savage. Oh, uh, God, yeah. Len Denton. Len Denton. Um, and uh, hang on. Uh, the Sheepers, Luke and Butch. Yes. Oh, God, sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it was the greatest. Um, Absolutely. I was lucky enough to be there uh, for the beginning, literally, literally. Uh, when uh, Buddy and Piper were tagging up, they were two of the most hated men mm-hmm. ever <laughs> on this side. I'm not just Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. the whole from from Louisiana over. Mm-hmm. And I saw it and Piper went from being one of the most fantastic heels to a baby face and it took 20 seconds. Yeah. One minute they wanted to kill him. The next minute, you know, it he he was everybody's great great guy. Oh Oh, absolutely. And I and I got to see all of those gentlemen wrestle. And I want to talk about that too, Vicky. I want to play a clip later on in the show. I found I I didn't know this clip existed. I found something. I'm going to play for it uh, a little later on. Um, talking about the boys, but Amelia, I'm going to let you. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I'm going to let you. It's your show. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to let me. Go right? ahead and. Uh, go you ahead got him fooled already, huh, Amelia? So right. he's in charge. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, going back a little bit from, from the very beginning, um, when you were little, a girl, if. I know that it was probably just a lot of just men wrestling. What got you interested in wrestling? Or did you say, I think I want to be a lady wrestler because there should be ladies in wrestling? Actually, uh, my grandfather was the one who got me interested. I can remember sitting him sitting in the recliner and he, he didn't put the, he didn't put the foot up. I was sitting in between his legs, leaned back. And Saturdays started out with John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Audie Murphy, uh, the old uh, Italian spaghetti westerns that Clint Eastwood was in, mm-hmm. the and then wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. My first match, my first live match that I saw was probably nine years old, mm-hmm. eight or nine years old, and I didn't realize it until a couple of years ago, but it was Jimmy Snuka's first match for Don Owens. Wow. I still nice. have that eight autographed eight by 10. Wow. Um, and uh, fast forward uh, five years, I'm 14. It was time to leave home. It was a live or die situation, which if you've read my book, yeah. you know what it was. Um, and I ended up uh, getting a bus to in the middle of the night to Portland and got a job, uh, met, met some people for some reason, I'm I'm blessed. The universe always sets somebody in my path, and because uh, most 14 year olds, they leave home, they go to the big city. You know what happens, especially oh, women. 
-hmm. Well, the, the LGBT community uh, mm -hmm. put me under their wing when I first mm -hmm. got there. Uh, I was sleeping in doorways, you know, mm -hmm. using newspapers for blankets, sleeping up under viaducts and all that. Mm -hmm. And I got... So, I got an ID, and at that time, you could use your pa your passport ID right. as real ID. Mm -hmm. Now they look in, at you and laugh. Uh, <laughs> but we had an in on a guy who who uh, could, couldn't tell a 14-year-old from a 21-year-old. <laughs> and I got some ID, and I went to work at uh, Denny's Restaurant on uh, 23rd and Burnside in Portland. And I started going to the matches on Saturday night. Um, and uh, one, one Sunday, one of the district managers at Denny's uh, kind of, he ticked me off. Um, when you're working graveyard, especially at a restaurant like Denny's back in the day. Right. Your, your dress, your, your uniform, which we wore those brown uniforms mm -hmm. with the orange collars oh yes and but when you're working graveyard especially on the weekends you're you're you kind of hem it up a little more than it was when you got it and you tighten it in certain places oh yes and i was work for some reason i was working saturday night i usually always switched with somebody mm -hmm. um but anyway, uh, Sunday morning come and I'm walking out there. I got plates down both arms, getting ready to deliver it to one of the big round tables. And the district manager right in the middle of the restaurant and not in a low voice, a very loud voice started. Oh, that dress is too, too, too short. That dress is too tight. What kind of a woman are you to be, you know, blah, 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 just getting mm -hmm. on me about my uniform. Now, understand, I'm standing there with six plates. Mm -hmm. And I, I looked at him. I said, here, can you hold this? Can you hold this? And I handed him all six plates. And I told him where he could take his job and shove it. All right. <laughs> that was the first time I quit that restaurant. I quit it seven times more after that. Vicky <laughs> was trying to, you know, she was trying to increase her tip margin. That's right. Absolutely. If yeah. you ever, if, they still Portland, do that now. Portland back in in the late seventies and early eighties, especially over on uh, tw you know, twenty third around that area, twenty third and Burnside. Right. You know, you could walk a block, see a cowboy, walk another block, see a drag queen, walk uh -huh. another block, see a goth. Uh -huh. You know, it was just a mixture. Uh, Earthquake Ethels uh -huh. was on the level of like uh, 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 Club 21, I think it's called. Earthquake Ethels actually had a floor that shook. Huh. <laughs> You'd be out there dancing. And all of a sudden, the Ford start doing this. Oh, that's fucked up. But anyway, I went to the matches the next Saturday. And uh, I had already been going to the matches and uh, told Sandy I walked in dressed to the nines, of course. Uh, that's how I ended up getting free front row seats. There you go. <laughs> right? I could not figure out why 
every time one of the guys got thrown out of the ring, they landed at my feet. You know, just, <laughs> and uh, I walked in and I asked, you know, Sandy and uh, Sherry was doing tickets. Sandy had walked out. He went to hand me my ticket. And I said, you got a job for me? Mm-hmm. Well, he ended up hiring me. I couldn't work that night because I was in a dress. And I, when I mean work, we sat up the ring on, mm-hmm. uh, we tore down the ring Saturday night, sat it up for Sandy, Sandy's flea market on Sunday, um, broke down the flea market Sunday night, set the, uh, the uh, ring up again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from Friday to Sunday, you didn't sleep. Worked in his printing shop, uh, helped him lie t- lay tile in his new house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you name it, I did it. Wow. Uh, and uh, one day Sandy came to me and he said, look, he said, I don't know if you know it, but I've got a, I've got a wrestling school. Mm-hmm. And I kind of looked at him. He said, I've got this woman who wants to become a wrestler, but I can't have her wrestling the guys. Right. Right. And I need you to be a body. And, of course, my first words was, how much is the pay? Absolutely. And, and if, if you've ever met Sandy Barr, you you can imagine that those blue eyes started twinkling and he started laughing. <laughs> he says, you'll get paid. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I showed up, went through all the moves that he wanted me to. And up to that moment, I n- never even thought about being a professional wrestler. I don't remember ever seeing women's wrestling. Right. So it, I, I saw roller derby, mm-hmm. the sure. Thunderbirds, you know, the women's oh, sure. team. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. Oh, that was my favorite team. Um, anyway, about two, two and a half months down the road, I stopped. And it hit me one day. The girl that I, Sandy wanted me to train with had quit hmm. within three weeks. This is two months past that, and I'm still, he's still wanting me there, but I'm wrestling the guys. Huh. Now, by that time, I was hooked. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he sent out the bait, and it, you know, <laughs> right? so that's Vicky, basically how I became a wrestler. Vicky, wow. were, were you aware of the ladies who came before you back in the forties, late forties and fifties, like Penny Banner and uh, Judy Grable, pieces, people like that. Did you did you know who they were? No, I had no idea, no clue. I didn't. To be perfectly honest, until I got my first computer and stumbled across, you know, the uh, Mildred Burke, you know, oh, uh, yeah. Beverly Shade, uh, Cora Combs, uh, Mula. Yeah. You know, uh, I didn't know anything about these people. Yeah. Um, other than when I went down to work for Moolah. Right. Um, but when I got my computer is is when I learned of all these women and, and right. started looking up the history on women's wrestling and oh, started watching different shows about the women, my mm-hmm. predecessors that paved the way for me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just as a side note, a lot of people realize that uh, Moolah is not one of my favorite people. 
Yeah, I heard about that. Interesting you should say that. There was a documentary on last night. Mm -hmm. In fact, it was they they uh, rebroadcast Dark Side of the Ring, the Amula episode last Mm -hmm. night. And um, I'll tell you what, something you said in that documentary was very interesting. I know she's not one of your people, but in the same breath, you turned around and defended her. Because you said something to the effect of, if you call Moolah a whore, you're calling me a whore. No, if you call Moolah a pimp, you're calling a me pimp. a pimp. Yeah. Because yeah. she wasn't um, a pimp, but she did and, steal and, from and your girls. I can tell you, and, and it's the same things with the drug rumors. Right. Um, I Moolah took me to uh, the Bahamas. And we landed in Nassau. And me and this kid uh, that was the uh, other promoter brought in, I I don't remember his name, and I never saw him again. Him and I went down and sat on the dock in front of the Hilton right there on the ocean, and we just talked. I mean, did nothing but talk. And uh, so I get back about dawn because I had my own room. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, here's this bam, bam, bam on the door, and it was Mula. And uh, she proceeded to tell me how this kid got busted with speed and said I was the one who brought it in. Oh, and I said, and I took just as I always do, I said, Bring him in here, yeah, yeah, bring him here. Mm-hmm. I said, and I told the truth. I said, yeah, because at that time I didn't know, you know, you could walk down the street in Nassau and buy a joint for two bucks and the thing was this long. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Mula was seriously pissed. Yeah. There seemed to have been with her this unending streak of jealousy. I don't know what she ever had to be jealous of. She controlled everything. What was there to be jealous of? Her ego. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. It And she did not know when to put business in front of your ego. Mm-hmm. If she had, if she had stopped at the right time, which was 81, yeah. 82, the girls were going, we were headed straight to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were a draw. Um, Wendy was doing with the Cindy Lauper thing. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I will say that at in the beginning when Vince took over, when Benny Mac took took over for his dad, he actually was headed in the right direction. You know, with the Saturday morning cartoons, the mm-hmm. Goonies, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. And uh but anyway, I strayed left, imagine that. Uh, wrestlers don't do that, do we? <laughs> right. We start out over here like this. <laughs> right. Never a straight line. We uh, are up against a hard break. Vicky, take a listen to this from our sponsor at A24 Films. This is the Iron Claw trailer. Let's take a look. Uh, we actually had James Beard on the show last week. He was the technical advisor to this film. Let's take a look at this clip. Ever since I was a child, people said my family was cursed. Mom tried to protect us with God. 
Pop tried to protect us with wrestling. He said if we were the toughest, the strongest, nothing had ever hurt us. I believed him. We all did. Morning. Pants tomorrow, please, David. Perry, I want you to join your brothers in the ring. Yes, sir. I love that. Now, we all know Carrie's my favorite, then Kev, then David, then Mike. But the rankings can always change. What do you want in life, Kevin Von Eric? More ribs. <laughs> I want to be with my family. You know, be with my brothers. What do you like to do with your brothers? Together, we can do anything. We're here to restore justice to the wrestling federation that our father built with his own two hands. The hands that were passed down to us. The hands that will deliver the iron clock to you. So what do you think? Like we're alive. I love your family, Kevin. Don't we an uncle? Yes, sir. Oh, man, that makes me so happy. I'll talk to you about something more. Dad's too tough on us. You gotta say something. Baby, that's what your brother's are for. Feel that? Ah! You feel that? Ah! That's pressure! We're pushing too hard. I'm fine, kid. Seriously, I'm just sick. I'm scared, man. It all matter of control. I need to think about my family. Your job is to wrestle. Live up to that deal or we are through. I told you to look out for him! I just love being out there with you guys. It's the only thing that matters to me. The Bonner will forever be the greatest family in the history of wrestling. Watch the Boss America's Best Podcast presents Ring the Bell with your host, Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. I'm Mad Dog Discipio. Tonight's very special guest, Vicky Otis, professional lady wrestler, but we all love her as Princess yes. Victoria. Absolutely. We're back with Vicky Amelia. You're mm -hmm. up, kid. Yes. And uh, you were talking about a fabulous moolah and everything like that. And I heard that uh, she might have been a little bit crooked. Is that uh, she paid y'all like so much, like, Three for her, one for you, kind of thing. Pretty much, uh, yeah. and one, two, three. None, three, none three. of us found out until pretty much after. She, uh, uh, mm. I didn't find out until she was already dead. Oh my you god! Know, when you're talking about being being a, a waitress and you're bringing in thirteen hundred a year, or mm -hmm. you know, tw at the best two thousand a year, and you go from that to ten thousand a year, you're you're walking in high cotton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm from the I'm from the wrong side of the tracks, but I was so far away from the tracks I couldn't even see the damn train. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Mula was shady. Um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people out there that have good memories of Mula, and they are friends of mine. Right. And I tell them, I said, I'm glad you had that side of Mula. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm really glad that you saw that. But yeah. understand, that's not my story. Right. Vicky, uh, I, I have a, um, information that said basically says that um, Mula was given the cash from WWF, WWE at the time. Oh. The money was given to her and she was supposed to disperse it 
Um, how did that ever happen? Why was that ever allowed to happen? Why couldn't the girls just get paid? You know, because like, you that was, that's the way Moolah set it up. Uh, and we couldn't change it because if you tried to change something, she'd fire you. Um, I couldn't yeah. figure out. I never, I never did figure out why I m- made more working for Bill Watts than I did for uh, Vinnie Mac Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I can answer that because Bill yeah, paid better. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Bill, w- uh, Mr. Watts would not send the money to Mula. Right. He insisted on paying us same night as the guys we Good. got our envelope. Good. Absolutely. But there were nights I made $500. I never made that working for Vinnie Mac. No. You uh, know, people um, don't understand, Vicky, that, and I want, I have a little piece of the women's contract. Listen to this yes. one. I'm not making a word of this up, folks. Listen to this. And Victoria is here. Princess Victoria is here. Mm-hmm. To absolutely validate that what I'm telling you is the truth. Vince McMahon only guaranteed lady wrestlers 10 matches at $50 a match. What? Am I lying? That uh, was the guarantee. 10 right. matches at $50 a match. That that, that, was, that was a guarantee, but I can never remember making that little in right. New York. Um, right. I think that was one of those contracts, and I, I, I think I signed it. I, I don't know. Yeah, it was uh, called a minimum that, guarantee contract at the time. You were guaranteed. That's what it was. That was a minimum. Yeah. Even it, if it, if nobody showed up for the match, we were going to get fifty dollars. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but so you were guaranteed uh, over ten matches. You were guaranteed to make fifteen hundred. But that could take you six months to make that fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. No, no, because uh, when I was working, it wasn't this uh, one night a week, two two nights. We were not weekend ro- warriors. Oh, you guys were doing every night then. Oh, yeah, I I can remember one time I didn't see I didn't see uh see the uh the hill and Mula for nine months. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, and I, but I still had to pay her that $300 on that house, that, that bunk house I was living in. Right. Even wow. if we were home, you know, even if we weren't there, didn't have anything but a suitcase, yeah. a suitcase with us, we still had to pay $300 a month. Amelia. Wow. Favor, Amelia. Yes. Get, get into that. I want you and, and Princess Victoria to explore the living conditions at Camp Mula. Um, Amelia, uh, I'll tell a story that should put it all into perspective Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to mention the two girls names, but there were two girls, both of them, very good friends of mine that they met up. One of them went to the other's house and said, do you have a couple of potatoes? We've got this meat and can we, does somebody else have some vegetables? We'll make a stew. Well, Mula happened to be out on the road. And Mula had this poodle that she boiled chicken. And I'm talking a whole chicken. Mm-hmm. She boiled the chicken for. That dog ate better than we did. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. 
um, there was there was one night, and I, I walked in there with my guards on because Mula didn't just invite you to eat dinner for no reason. There was always a back reason. Well, I walked in the door, and uh, Mula does a hi, hon. I hope you like squirrel stew. Oh. <laughs> what she didn't realize is I knew what it was like to go hungry for two or three days by the time I was five years old. Uh -huh. If it was edible, I ate it. And you didn't turn down free food. Absolutely. And that was reinforced when I became a wrestler. <laughs> you will never nope. see a wrestler turn down free food. Right. Nope. Mm -hmm. Never. Nope. But Anyway, I'm sitting Especially there. Especially the boys. Moo, Moo hands me the hot sauce and she hand, and she says, and she had these fresh jalapeno peppers. And she says, you want a jalapeno pepper with that stew? I said, yeah, hand me three or four. Hmm. Now, while I'm sitting there eating squirrel stew with jalapeno peppers, Katie is the midget, Katie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Darling Dad, is it Darling Dagmar? Diamond Lil. Yeah. Diamond Lil. Darling mm -hmm. Dagmar's the other one. Diamond Lil. Uh was at the stove boiling a freaking chicken for this <laughs> damn dog. Now I'm sitting there eating squirrel stew. Stew. <laughs> and Katie's feeding this damn dog organic chicken. I'm sure it was the highest priced chicken in town. Damn. Man. But that's that's pretty much how it went. Oh my gosh! Well, you should have seen the look on Moo's face when when I asked for seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. I'll eat whatever's in front of me. Right? <laughs> That's it. Yep. To yeah. this day, on that, I'll at least try it. Oh yeah, you'll try anything. <laughs> That's kind of sad that you would have to pay for something when you're not even living there, and but you still had to somewhere to live. But you know, fortunately, and uh, let everyone know what the when you went into the ring, your outfit, how it had to be compared to how it is now. I mean, pretty much it's nothing now. But how would when you went into the ring, how would your outfit have to be? Oh, two hundred times different than what the girls are wearing today. Mm -hmm. Now, now, I mean, it's starting to get better. Mm -hmm. Oh, than yes. it was. It's it's getting better. The the tops are turning into. Looking like sports bras. Yes. And instead of bikinis, it's like, you know, biker shorts. Mm -hmm. Only made out of lycra and, and holding up. <laughs> um, but when we, we, we wore full bathing suits. Yes. Now, the first thing we did is we took the leg, mm -hmm. sliced a little hole right there on the bottom hem on the, on the uh, bathing suit. Mm-hmm. Put a took a, a a gold pen and took some elastic and run it all the way through that leg. Now what we do is when we got our suit on, you take the elastic, pull it tight, put it in a bow. What that did is it not only gave you a better derriere look, mm -hmm. but it also kept kept your suit from slipping up. Right. If there was a problem with the top, we did the same thing with the top. We reinforced it. Um, I, I And we also wore padding in the cups. Mm -hmm. 
because you know landing on that mat time after time mm-hmm. you you needed some pr- extra protection oh yes um because you, you did not excuse me everybody excuse me you did not want to lose a nipple is exactly I, no absolutely. you know we put band-aids across them to keep them in so they wouldn't pop out and put extra padding in the suit too mm-hmm. um there for a long time though the girls were wearing um i think the worst thing i saw and i almost lost a 55 inch dlp is when i saw when Vinnie mac took the girls and triple h to kuwait for the boys at christmas mm-hmm. uh anybody who saw that match can attest to this um I happened to get up one night and turn on the TV, couldn't sleep, and lo and behold, there's WWE. And they're in they're in Kuwait and they keep talking throughout the different matches or in the breaks about how these three girls were gonna have a contest, and whoever won the contest got to be Triple H was uh doing Santa Claus yeah. and whoever ran the contest got to be Santa's little helper. <laughs> now, understand the train of thought. I'm a woman professional wrestler. Yes. When you say contest, I'm thinking they're going to wrestle. Right. These two girls will wrestle. Whoever wins that match will wrestle the third one. Whoever w- wins that match is Triple H's, uh, Triple H's little helper. Mm-hmm. If only. Right. <laughs> now, as the girls walked out to the ring, they had these cute little red Santa Claus type capes, you know, little tinies. And I wasn't thinking anything about it because we all, you know, had some something, some mm-hmm. short short coats. Uh, me, I tended to do the longer skirt with fringe, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize when they walked out to the ring, they had high heels on. Oh, my goodness. They all three got in the ring, and one of them, one of them, or all of them took their coats off. When they took off their coats, they literally had three triangles about like this. Mm-hmm. And butt floss. And I do mean mm-hmm. butt floss. Yes. And instead of wrestling, they proceeded to do a dance-off. Oh, my God. The only thing that was missing was the pole. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last day I ever, I, to this day, I've watched maybe two matches on WWE, and that was on a Friday night. Somebody told me, you know, Vince doesn't have anything to do with it anymore. Take a look at it and see what you think. But I almost put my foot through my DLP. Yeah. I, I, it was disgusting. It was degrading to the women. Absolutely. And Amelia, I don't blame the women. Yes. They did what they had to do to get booked. Mm-hmm. And Vinnie Mac was the one. His signature was the last signature to okay it. So I, I don't blame it on Russo. I don't blame it on Triple H. It it needs it is landed right in Vinny's lap. Yeah, Vince and, Russo is a good friend of mine too. <laughs> I have it. 
Don't make me reach through this computer. <laughs> <laughs> right? I haven't watched. He is. He's been on the please. show about five times already. You're looking um, like. <laughs> let's take a look at this. Let's uh, let's go back a little bit. We're going to go back a couple of years, and okay. take a look at uh, at Princess Victoria in hey. action. Let's watch. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. Oh, Full yes. house at the Sportatorium, <laughs> wrestling's most famous arena here in Dallas, Texas. World-class championship wrestling. David Maddox is the referee. <laughs> and the princess goes to the work. That's Arn Greg and Gritty Martin. Pops out of the ring. She claims hair pull and obviously was not. Reds of Victoria moving in. Inside step over Toho. And nicely administered. That gives Judy Martin some problems. <laughs> Gotta break it. Judy goes to the ropes. Now she's gonna help her out in the ring, and she does. Wendy Richter. By the way, Vicky, you had a hell of a chop. She did. Notice, Amelia, how our bathing suits don't move? Yes. That's from the elastic. Yeah, very much the aggressor. I like what I just got involved. Yes. 
Hey, Dicky wins. Hey. All right, I chose those, I, I chose those clips for a very specific reason. Judy Martin, Wendy Richter, both of them incredibly mm-hmm. great at playing the heel, mm-hmm. but yes. also they were super uber over when they turned face. Yep. What's the difference in style? You know both of these women well. You know how to work with them. Do you change your style when you're working uh, baby face or when you're working here? Or do you just, is it just the attitude? You hit it right on, you you took the words right out of my mouth. Leilani Kai, Judy Martin, uh, uh, Velvet McIntyre could walk i wrestled velvet in her hometown in canada and they booed her (laughs) they cheered her when she walked out to the ring but before the match was over they booed her Hmm. you know um, (laughs) if you noticed i i pulled a little hair you know, the, the, that, one, that one match you showed, if you had waited about three minutes, uh, Wendy had a, a reverse on me with her neck, her knee in the back, and a chin lock, and her thumb slipped into my mouth, and I, I was hungry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and a part of I'm that. sitting there, I, I literally walked her around the ring by her thumb. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> And the crowd was going nuts. Out of him screaming, out of him. Yeah. Uh, there's a part of that sportatorium match with you and uh, and Judy, um, where Judy turns her back and she's trying to give David Manning some shit, right? Right. So you tap her on the back, you back up a little bit, and then you haul off and you give her a chop. Then I saw the red mark go zoosh. Across mm-hmm. her chest. Um, where did you learn to chop? Sandy Bar. Sandy taught you to chop. Because that's Sandy what you taught me ninety percent of all the moves. Um, and a wow. lot of people don't use the move. Nobody uses a small package anymore. I Nobody, know. very few people use a hammer lock, a headlock. You know, uh, an arm lock, anything. Uh, back very off. few people wrestle anymore. I know. It's all sports entertainment it's now. It's all acrobatics. It's not wrestling anymore. What do you think? See, that's the, the problem I had for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think what we're starting, maybe, and I want your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amelia, you want, you might want to jump piggyback off of me yes. on this one. Yes. Um, I'm seeing a return, a slow but noticeable return to wrestling again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good or bad, or have we, has that, uh, has that horse already left the barn? <laughs> Angelo, I am, I, I do something Sandy taught me before I ever step foot in the ring. You listen to your fans. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. the fans are tired of the acrobatic soap opera crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Please, yeah. yes. I saw Cameron Starr, who is a good friend of mine, 
aka Lucas Lane, mm-hmm. was starting a promotion in Portland. Okay. And unlike other promoters, he did not put a belt on himself. He did not put himself in the semi-main or the main event. He did the first match. Now, the first match, we all know that that's where you just kind of warm them up a little bit. Sure, the curtain jerk. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a 20-minute to the limit match. In the 20 minutes that they were wrestling, there was more technical wrestling in that match than I have seen in 20 or 30 other matches total of some of the promotions I've, I've visited. I'm sure. At, at one point, uh, Cameron Starr threw his po- opponent into the corner. When the guy hit the turnbuckles, the ring moved six inches. Wow. Whoa. Oh, and that's shit. what the fans did. Uh-huh. You could hear an audible like this. Wow. Now they wrestled, I believe, I believe it was a 20-minute match, but they wrestled to a draw. Uh-huh. Right. There was no there was no heel, there was no baby face. It was a total technical match. It used to be Vicky, and I don't know how it is now, but here's what the rule of thumb used to be. If you can't be last on the card, which last is always the main event. Yes. If you can't be last, you want to be first. Yes. That's what they used to say. You want to be first. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to be first? Well, you just heard Princess Victoria give a splendid explanation why. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes that first match sets the tone for the whole night. It's the crowd going. Yeah. Exactly. This is what I had not seen in a while. Right. I'd seen it in my day, but visiting other promoters, I have not seen. These two gentlemen did a technical match, Mm -hmm. 20 minutes to a draw. When when the referee held up both hands, they shook hands. The crowd started to chant five more minutes. And I mean, the entire crowd was on their feet, hands in the air. It was not two or three people. This was all 250 people yeah. were chanting 10 more minutes. And wow. they did that for five minutes. Remarkable. Yeah. That's that's when you know the, that the crowd is, the fans want real wrestling. Mm-hmm. We call oh, yeah. it old school wrestling. I call it real wrestling. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for saying that. Um, exactly. For and, sure. and the fans, th- th- they're sick of 30 minutes of talking mm-hmm. and doing the soap opera. Horrible. Horrible. Want, and then doing five minutes of wrestling. They want a five minute jack your jaw and they want 30 minutes of wrestling and they don't want. The bumpity bump 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 crap. Yeah. Yeah. They want to see real wrestling. They want to see backdrops. They want to see hammer locks. They want to see the heel hiding the thumb to the throat. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're sick of they're sick of this. 
these guys don't know how to hide something from the referee. No. And what they're doing is they're giving all their heat to the referee. Right. Yeah. It's bad when the referee is the most over person in the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. But I'll tell you but, what. On that, hold on to that thought. If you have them right up against the heartbreak, we will be back in two minutes and 20 seconds. Just wanted to start a business when something surprising happens. Today, I'm going to teach you how to crochet. She started crocheting like a lot, and her friends noticed. Jess, you need to sell those. So she signed up for Shopify and started building her business. Yes, I love that. And after a lot of hard work, this happened. Oh my gosh, I just made my first sale! You see, every day, hundreds of businesses get their first sale on Shopify. We got dang! And the next could be you. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life and become your own boss, build it on Shopify. Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. The Manscaped.com Lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE for a generous 20% discount. That's enter WRESTLINGFUTURE for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and wrestling with the future, going balls to the walls with manscaped.com and the lawnmower 3.0. Your balls will thank you, and so will we. You're gonna die. Siguro lagi nakatingin Kasi yun na lamang ang magagawa Inaabangan ako na mawala Kaso lang ang malala na dapa Kakatingala Game? Sa kapunta to the moon Road trip Vroom vroom Skr skr Zoom zoom Go time better up I can help That's not let me get ahead of myself But you're all my time You don't wanna get shelf Why so silly at the lotto winter Why still with me I'm bothered What's the Buzz? America's Best Popcast presents Ring the Bell with your host, Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. Tonight, Vicky Otis, Princess Victoria, is our special guest tonight, talking about the world of ladies pro wrestling and wrestling in general. Mm-hmm. And I am your cordial MC for the evening, <laughs> trying to be cordial and handsome. <laughs> I'm Mad Dog DeCipio, and I've known this lady for a long, long time. I, when I worked for WWF, Back in the day, um, part of what I did was a they call a talent acquisition. Now, go ahead, Vicky. Didn't I moon you <laughs> and uh, uh, on the George Washington Bridge? <laughs> Every once in a while, I get in a mood. I saw. <laughs> Parts of Vicky, Vicky hasn't seen yet. I'm, 
understand. It is broad daylight. Yeah. Yeah. Dead, I mean, there's this much room between the cars, front, side, yeah. and back. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I can't remember who I was, who Velvet and I was riding with, <laughs> but he said something to the, the effect, you ain't got a hair on your arse. <laughs> you don't moon them because they were right behind us. Uh-huh. And oh first God, thing I I got fifty, and I just put right up in the back window. <laughs> and I was with Don Morocco. <laughs> That's right. I was with Don Morocco. Oh, but there you go. Look at this, um, Amelia. You might have some questions about this. Uh-huh. Let's take a look at this uh, this clip, and okay. we'll return. Tell you about protecting. The business oh yeah oh, hold we up. call it kayfabe protecting our business that's what made our there money. it is there it is if yeah. you broke kayfabe and you smart what we call smartened a fan up you lost your job there's one match where buddy grabbed me by the collar and he runs me into the brick wall oh my head busted open and all of a sudden out of nowhere comes my brother doug he runs up, he straddles me, he draws position, perfect boxer stance. And he looks at Buddy, he says, you touch her again, you son of a bitch, and I'll kill you. And I can't say anything. I have to let the security guards take my brother off the stage. When I got downstairs, it was like, wow, who was that? I said, that was my little brother, Doug. They went, what? He really loves you. That was cool. His sister was getting hurt. And his first instinct was to put himself in front of me and whatever was hurting me. And he got a lot of respect. A lot of respect. I wish that I could have brought him downstairs and let him talk to the boys. But I hadn't smartened my family up. I didn't want to take wrestling away from them. That's how important it is to me. I think one of the best compliments as a woman professional wrestler that I could get is when you hear somebody and they say, oh, she's one of the boys. That to me was gold. That meant that the guys, number one, they liked the way I wrestled. Number two, they liked my personality. Number three, they treated me with respect. That's the best compliment that I can think of as being called one of the boys. And you'd be absolutely right. Absolutely. Being called one of the boys, it's a badge of honor. Amelia, yeah. it's all yours, kid. Absolutely. Oh, I, I've, seen, I've seen male wrestlers that were not called one of the boys. Exactly. That's exactly my point. Yep. Yeah. yeah absolutely. But the first time I was called one of the boys, uh, it, do you remember I, I where and when it was? Huh? You remember, you remember where and when it was, when when that happened. When I you believe it, I believe. Hang on, Louisiana. Okay. The guys are trying to talk to David Schultz, trying mm-hmm. to get because he was a baby face. I was a baby face. They wanted him to ride me to the next town, and David Schultz says, "I can't do that." If I do that and my wife finds her hair in here and out of nowhere comes, I believe it was Terry <laughs> Allen, and he goes, David, she's one of the boys, really? Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and, and when you hear that, especially as a woman. Yeah. Yes, I'm a woman first. Yes, I'm a wrestler second. But to be called one of the boys validates that I am not only a woman that they respect, I'm a woman that they yeah. appreciate, they like my wrestling, and most times like my personality. I've never heard Moo uh, referred to as one of the boys. Mm -mm. I've never you, heard that from any of the guys. If you knew how many of the guys... When Sandy came to Velvet and I and said, look, if you guys want to keep wrestling, and this is after we'd done a tour in Tomko's territory, Moretti's territory, and Don Owens, mm -hmm. and we basically run out of stories. How many stories can you put around two people? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And right. They were there a year to a year and a half. So, you know, all three promotions did the very best they could for us. Sure. And I'm sure that Sandy tried to get us booked in other territories, but unfortunately at that time, Moolah had him locked up. Yeah. And when Remarkable. I started, when I started telling the guys that I was going to Moolah's with no exceptions, all of them. And one told me, he said, Vicky, don't go. You can yeah. stay with me here. I'll get you on your feet. You can get an apartment. Do not go to Moolah's. Right. Um, Remarkable. How does Billy Wolf play into all this? He doesn't. I never uh, met him. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. He was gone. Maybe. Oh, okay. I was going to say, maybe it was before. Well, yeah, before your time, probably. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wasn't. Didn't Moolah catch Billy with somebody in their bed? Yeah. Uh it was it? Oh shit, who the fuck was it? Um yes, that's a, a famous story too. Mm -hmm. It yeah. was um He married her. Whoever it was, he married it was her. Mildred Burke. Well, okay. All right. Mildred Burke. Yep, sure was. It was Mildred Burke. Amelia, you know who Mildred Burke was? Uh, not a clue. She was one of the very muscular women back at the time. Mm, like very the of them days. Yeah. Very unseen at in the 50s and 60s, Amelia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you don't see the body that Mildred Burke had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I guarantee you, she I don't even think steroids were around at that time. Oh no, she was old. she was doing that from weightlifting. She was right. doing weights. Wow. Amelia, it's all yours, kid. Right. It was, um, and so, you know, how we were talking about, you know, your moves and things like that. And particularly, was there a certain referee that wouldn't allow you to do certain moves that you knew that, oh, my gosh, this referee is going to be here. I'm not going to be able to do a certain thing. If if they want to talk about what I couldn't do, I, 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 I suddenly went deaf. <laughs> right? Say, I'm going to do what I want to. This is my ring. <laughs> um. The only thing that I never wanted to do, and every time I was in the ring with Moolah in a tag team match, she wanted to do it, and I hated it, mm. is when they rolled the referee. Because I yeah. I, I hated yeah. I hated it. Mm. Um, when Velvet, me, and Judy, or uh, Wendy and Joyce went to Portland, mm -hmm. I had already talked to Sandy. 
Sandy was the referee, Sandy Barr, my trainer, the referee, Sandy Barr. And I told him how much I hated that move. I, I thought it was just, it took the match from wrestling to comedy. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, somehow Sandy, when we first got in the ring, he looked, he looked at Joyce because Joyce was one of Moolah's girls. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, do not roll me. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was on home territory. Right. Laying you know, down the law for absolutely. real. Oh, yeah. And, and Sandy was one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet, but you did not want to get on his bad side. There you go. Absolutely. Well, Velvet and I found that out one morning. Did I, did I ever tell you this story, Angela? I don't think so, but I'm looking forward to hearing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Funny thing was, what I'm about to tell you, there was an exact match or uh, scene in all the marbles to this. <laughs> Only this actually happened to Velvet and I. Okay, I know the film and I, I know the scene you're talking about. Go ahead. Amelia, uh, everyone. Amelia's young. Once, once Sandy had Velvet and I under his roof. Mm hmm and I got to give props to Sherry. How many women do you know that have enough self-esteem self mm -hmm. to allow two teen, female teenagers in their home to live with their family built like Velvet and I were built back in the 80s? Mm -hmm. Wow. And every morning... We started our morning off every morning. Sandy had come in. Time to get up. Just after the rooster crowed. Oh. <laughs> and we'd get up. We'd go into the kitchen. He'd have us a glass of fresh, and I kid you not, fresh squeezed orange juice. Wow. Oh. We'd drink our own orange juice. We'd go out by the pool. We'd warm up. We'd stretch. We'd do all that. Then we ran, walked, and jogged five miles. Wow. You started out at a walk. You went to a jog. You went to a run. Walk one block. Jog one block. Uh, run one block. Jog one block. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we get up this one morning. And Sandy hadn't ever followed us before. So we're feeling quite safe. And I had spotted just off of the path we were supposed to take, right over here in the corner, is a bench. Mm -hmm. And I told Bella, I said, come on, let's go take a break. We're both sitting there and we're smoking. Uh-oh. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere comes this booming voice. That don't look like no damn running to me. Uh -oh. <laughs> From that day, and, and I swear I could have swallowed that cigarette. I'm surprised I didn't. From that day forward, as in all the marbles, Sandy was behind us in his car driving. Uh-oh. As they were running. 
<laughs> Making <laughs> sure. On outside. Now, ah, shit, that's this great. is something I always has been a question in my mind for ever since I saw all the marbles. That, I'll with tell you what, they did a hell of a job with that movie. Peter Falk. <laughs> Amelia, have you ever seen the film? No, but I'm going to see it now. <laughs> it's called All the Marbles, and, it, and it's um, a real ladies' wrestling tag team mm -hmm. uh, with Peter Falk, the actor Peter Falk, playing their manager. Mm -hmm. and, and they want him to be a blonde and a brunette, oh both with long hair, <laughs> and they had that one scene in there which was a major part of the story. Yeah. That just happened to definitely just blend. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I've always wondered. You're like, it, oh. it's remarkable. <laughs> one of the, I remember one of the wrestlers, the, the dark haired, uh, the dark haired female wrestler was Mimi Lesos. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know the blonde's name, but the, in the film, they take on the Japanese champions called the Jumping Bomb Angels, who were actually a real team mm -hmm. called the Jumping Bomb Angels. But they weren't at that. Well, actually, yeah, uh, they weren't at that time because oh. I was going to Japan at that time. Ah, OK. And I I could be mistaken. I'll, I'll ask Velvet because she's she still got, you know, she didn't take any chair shots like I did. Um, <laughs> but I don't believe, I know both of the women that are part of the jumping bomb, bomb angels, mm -hmm. but I don't believe they were a tag team at the time that I was over there. And I know I was over there for mm. somewhere between four and seven times in two and a half years. Right now you guys, um, you, oh, you guys wrestled them a, a few times, uh, three I know of. Right? Didn't it? Didn't you and uh, and Velvet wrestle the Jumping Bomb Angels like three or four times? No. Who am I thinking? No, of? I was. I was. I broke. Remember, I broke my neck the first week in September oh, of eighty four. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. That is right. Yes. Velvet and Desiree Peterson may have wrestled them. Ah, I'm going to find that right yeah, now. There's no way that I could do what you did. I mean, I just love you as a female wrestler. And if you had, if someone was to come to you and ask you for advice to become a wrestler, what advice would you give them? You're, yeah, yep. Beautiful. Perfect. Perfect question. Find a real trainer. There you go. There do you not go. go with Joe Blow, mm -hmm. who's had been in the ring two years wrestled every weekend of two years so he's got what two times 50 he's got a 208 matches under his belt right i wasn't even broken good by the time i had 200 matches mm -hmm. find a real training center go with uh uh alpha and sika and uh samu the the Samoan dynasty have a true wrestling school um and not a wrestle if if they don't have you training four to five days a week at the least find another trainer if if they're not having you do warm-ups and running and jumping jacks mm. you know all of that 
if you don't feel like you're going to throw up at least one time during the two hour training, find another trainer. Exactly. You know, if yep. they're not pushing you to your limits. Yeah. And I can tell you, Amelia, there were times that I sat in the corner and I wanted to just say to hell with it. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But I never did. No, a lot of people say no. It takes a few people that have enough gumption and enough, uh, as Nick Foley would say, testicular fortitude (laughs) to stick it out. Um, Going back here to the Jumping Bomb Angels, they debuted in 81, Mm. and no, it was actually a tag team, Vicky, called the Glamour Girls that that wrestled them like four times. That was Leilani Kai. And Judy Martin. That's oh. right. Yep, the Glamour Girls, mm-hmm. Judy yes. and Leilani, and they. That's what I was trying to. Because I know that I thought it was you, because I know you were associated with them. Um, and they, the Jumping Bomb Angels, uh, disbanded as a tag team after their loss to uh, Leilani and Judy, the, the the Glamour Girls. Right. So uh, that happened at. The WWF Survivor Series, mm. right? Way and I, I believe the one girl was De, uh, Devaru. De, Devaru. I'm trying to speak Japanese. <laughs> Devil Matsumi, and I think Chigo Nas, Nagasuki. Uh, 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 let's see. Uh, uh, you say the Tatani. Nagasaki, maybe. There you go. Yeah. Hani Nagasaki, yes. Mm -hmm. Because I just pulled it up on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) I had to look. I cheated a little bit. I had to. You had to get the names because you do research. Sixty-five years old. Somebody tells me I'm wrong about something, or this song came from somebody. First thing I do is hit. No, we do our research. So. (laughs) Oh yeah, we do a lot of research, but sometimes this shit slips Mm -hmm. because I'm old, you know. I'm 65 years old. You yeah, know? and I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'll be 63 <laughs> in May. You you don't get a silver star, old man. Oh, <laughs> old man, I like that. <laughs> I love her. Oh yeah, old man, Amelia. <laughs> yes. What do we got coming up? We are oh. at the end of the road. Well, why don't you let everyone know what we have coming up? Oh, you want me to do it? Of course. Okay, let's see what we got coming up <laughs> next week. We have actor Brian Saponis, whose new film, In the Shadows, is a suspense horror film directed by our friend Glenn Martin. Mm-hmm. And the entire cast of that film was with us two yeah. weeks ago, and it was a blast. We had everybody here. Um, it was a who's who of horror, Vicky. It was remarkable. We had every fucking horror actor in Hollywood here. <laughs> Oh, that must have been so much fun. Yes. Oh, man, it's a lot of fun. Um, we have an interesting show coming up on the new developments in the Ep- the, the Epstein case, Jeffrey Epstein case. Did he really commit suicide? Hello. Well, <laughs> Dr. Michael Bodden says, oh, hell no, he didn't. Somebody killed him. Mm-hmm. So we are going to examine and uh, tear apart the coroner's report by Dr. Michael Bodden. Why uh, were the bruises here instead of here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
He said that the, Mr. Epstein's injuries were not consistent with the hanging. Nope. They said he hung himself. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. Impossible. Nope. Impossible. That thing stunk so bad. Let me tell you something. He's either completely dead, 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 or as I suspect, I think he's in witness protection. And I'm going to tell you why. Because he's got too much value not to be alive. Mm-hmm. He's got way too much value. They kill him, he's of no value. No. They keep him alive, he's got value because he knows where the bodies are buried. But what's funny is, how did the cameras just happen? happen. They just happened to, to stop working. Function in that one hour. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what his brother wants to know, too. And I got film of his brother asking that very question. And the bodyguard just happened to be on break at that time when the just happened to be on break. Just, yep, just happened when to be on break. When he was on suicide watch and they were supposed to check on him yeah. every half hour. Right. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's see what else we got coming up. We got, let's see how. Oh, let's see. We have Deep underground military bases on the twenty. We have yeah. We're doing an expose of the dumb system, and if there was ever an acronym that fit the military, this is it. Dumb. Dumb. D-U-N-B. <laughs> Deep underground military base, and there are right now seventy-four of them in the United States alone. Does not surprise me in the least. Uh, not at all. Uh, ring the bell on the 24th, Amelia. Who you got on that show? Sweet Georgia Brown. We're going to do the first African-American female wrestler, Sweet Georgia Brown. Um, her real name slips me at the moment, but, and I used to know it again, <laughs> but I'm old again, so there's my excuse. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. And uh, let's see. And I think... Uh, oh, Jennifer! See, um, Jennifer Banco was going to come back with us too. Is she? You remember her from Friday the Thirteenth and Texas Chainsaw Massacre? So she'll I've be here again. Both. Which? What? Did she make it halfway through the film? Say, say again. Did she make it halfway through the film? She made it all the way through the film. She was the, okay. She played the little girl. The yeah, she played a little. You know, they're not going to kill a little girl in the movie. <laughs> well, that so, that would be a hell of a high spot, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. And make a would make a great sizzle reel. Um, I'll tell you what, we have a, a hell of a lineup coming up. Mm-hmm. Vicky, you have as always. You are welcome here anytime. Um, we got to reminisce about stories of. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, the 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 territory days. I want to, you know what? I want to bring you back, mm-hmm. and and let's just talk about the territories. Nothing but the territories. And she can. Are you up for that? I'm up for that. Beautiful. I, I've and been also, in every one of them in the United States. And that's why I figured you did. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a I went to a a, a reunion. Oh, in a certain territory, and I was told, you know, you need to keep your mouth shut because this is specifically for this territory. Angelo, you know who I'm talking about. And come to find out, I didn't need to keep my mouth shut. A year later, I was looking over some of my matches and found that I had wrestled in that territory. (laughs) Right. 
Mia, you go ahead. You had something to say, baby? Yeah, at that also she can also showcase her jewelry at that time as well. Absolutely. She has beautiful jewelry also that she sells as well. Absolutely, if yes. If you look close, mm -hmm. this right here is one of the chokers that I made. Mm -hmm. And this is all handmade. It's glass. It's crystal. It's quartz. It's buffalo bone. Could be some horn bone in there. Um, most of them run 40 to $45. Mm -hmm. uh, I can make them to order. Right. Um, like if you want certain colors mm -hmm. or right. if you want certain semi-precious stones. Now, if we're getting into semi-precious stones, then it might have to go a little higher, you know, because they're a little more expensive. Sure. sure. Um, but I'm also, of course, you guys know I got my book. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We promoted that on yes. the show many times. Mm -hmm. and anybody who wants my book, all they got to do is contact me on uh Facebook, yep. it's under Vicky Otis, V-I-C-K-I-O-T, as in Tom, I-S. Yep. And you'll see a picture of me that uh, a, a gentleman painted of me. Um, yep, I've got, I've got so much stuff I'm doing right now. I'm doing the jewelry. I've got, oh, here. This is something I don't think enough people know about. Oh this wow. A velvet nine. Oh. And this picture of velvet. Oh nine. wow. Wow. Now these are I got velvet to sign. Mm -hmm. I sent her the photos. She has autographed them and I will autograph them and they're $25 a piece. Wow, that's Fantastic. a collector's that's Ooh, a beautiful. piece of wrestling history. Well, number 1 it has it hasn't been done. We have not been in the same room in 40 years. Wow. And Velvet reminded me, I thought we had done some signing together when we were wrestling, but Velvet reminded me, no, we didn't. Because you would be out front, you know, selling the posters and the 8x10s, mm -hmm. but right. I'd be in the back getting ready to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is something that is excuse me, quite rare. Mm -hmm. Isn't that oh, remarkable? You spent all this time together mm -hmm. and never did a signing like that. Isn't that wow. remarkable? No, and, and Velvet is talking about getting her uh, getting her uh, passport. Mm -hmm. uh, I talked to her about going to the gathering, but she's not into it right now. Yeah. But I think if I can get somebody in the Pacific Northwest that yeah. could do a, a, a showing either yeah. in Vancouver, British Columbia, or possibly at the at worst case scenario, Seattle, mm. I think Velvet would show up. Oh, yes. Um, um, Seattle can... might be doable. I'm, I have a connection that way, that part of the country. Really? Seattle, yeah, I do. Seattle might be doable. Um, let me I reach out. Dr. Velvet about it. Yeah, let me reach out and I'll... Uh, I'll forward the, the, some information. Right. Um, well, I've been trying to put this together. Ouch! Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Y'all forgive me. Um, they just told they told me about a month ago. I need a complete shoulder replacement. Oh. Oh my God. And I mean, they're talking about here, all the yeah. way. Ouch! 
Oh, Jesus. That's crazy. You should have seen the look on the doctor's face when I said, I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> Did you, was he thinking that's from wrestling, right? It's clearly got to be wrestling related. Um, yeah. I actually, they, I found out that three, four, and five, where I broke my neck, was two. Oh, uh, ow, really? Uh, sorry. Um, Three, four, and five have naturally fused together. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm not ready to do these surgeries yet because I can still raise my arm sometimes yeah. in pain. Can I tell you something? Hold off on it as long as you can. My father had shoulder replacement surgery, and he was never the same after that. And he had, uh, he had, um, What's the word they had? Oh, he had edema problems mm -hmm. all the entire time. His uh, arm would swell up like double the size. Mm -hmm. That's just crazy. Yeah, if, you can, if you can avoid mm -hmm. a surgical outcome, do so. Because there are a lot of holistic ways to heal now. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I know that you're in pain. One, see, the problem is, Angelo, uh, the break from my the the collarbone from my neck yeah. to the break is twisted one way. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. The bone from the shoulder to the break is twisted the opposite way. Yeah. Plus, I've got, and that's what I'm dealing with right now, why I'm jumping. I have, it's not one burr or yeah. two burrs here or there. Mm -hmm. I have multiple, and yeah. they basically told me when they did the x-rays, they would literally have to skin me Ugh. to get the, either that or do like 20 different surgeries. Yeah. At, at my age at 60, almost 63, you really think I can handle 20 oh. different surgeries? No. It's quality, not quantity at this Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, but, I'll tell you what, sweetie. I'm going to let you go because I know that you're having... Because it looks like you're spasming. That's the problem. Yeah, spasming. that's exactly what's yeah, happening. We'll, I'm we'll, sorry, yeah. folks. Well, no, we'll let you go to rest. And I thank you. Yeah. Th thank you so much for being a guest on the show. On behalf of Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman, on behalf of thank Princess you. Victoria Vicky Otis, I am Mad Dog DeCipio. Join us again Monday night with Brian Saponis on What's the Balls America's Best Popcast. Take care, folks. Good night and God bless. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.